This is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. I'd like to thank our sponsors who make our podcast possible. We take our podcast with the ongoing support of Raider and Jason Sikora, our sound engineer. Raider is a hands-on IT service provider that integrates all of your needs for advanced technical support, effective communication options, and cybersecurity. Raider's motto is, you just want it to work. We understand. Please visit RaiderSolutions.com for more information. Iberia Bank and First Horizon, who are now one bank. Two relationship-driven banks, both leaders in the industry, have officially joined forces. The combination of Iberia Bank and First Horizon creates a leading financial services company dedicated to enriching the lives of their clients, associates, and their communities. I'd also like to thank Lafayette General Health, who has joined the Oshner Health family and is now Oshner Lafayette General. As one health system, Oshner Lafayette General will provide expanded services and enhanced care from the familiar faces you already trust. Oshner Lafayette General means more resources to help solve healthcare's toughest problems, reinvesting in our communities, and being further committed to health and wellness. Oshner Lafayette General, together means more. Learn more today at togethermeansmore.org. Our guest today is Bill Rodier, Executive Director and CEO of St. Landry Economic Development Group. He has served in that position since 2013, and under Bill's leadership, the group has been recognized nationally through outlets such as Business and Focus magazine. Before his current position, Bill served as Deputy Director at the Louisiana Workforce Commission and also had recruitment roles with Louisiana Economic Development. There's been a boom of activity up and down the I-49 corridor, and there's also a concerted effort to revitalize downtown Opelousas. Yet, St. Landry Parish is much bigger than those two focuses. It's a mecca for entertainment and culture. I thought it'd be interesting to let Bill Rodier explain all the positive things going on in St. Landry Parish and maybe fill us in on how this positively impacts Lafayette Parish. Bill Rodier, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jan. It's yeah. truly a pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank you. We're sitting here uh, again in my home in our studio here uh, on a Saturday. You're about to take a trip, so I want to thank you for taking time yes. to share your story. Yes, absolutely. I'm yeah. always happy to tell this story. So. Yeah, yeah. So we met, I think, through the either the Lafayette Chamber of Commerce or something economic development, but maybe the Upper Lafayette Group when I ran that. You've I, always been. I think been, it was something dealing with education. It might have been. Yeah, I You've think it was an initiative that you were working some public education program mm-hmm. in Lafayette. LaPasque, yeah. yeah. Public, yeah, that, yeah we were yeah, looking to that's right. improve the public school system. Yes. Which yeah. I guess people will always do. They'll yeah. always be working on that. So. Yes, yes. It's, it's absolutely critical that we not forget that and mm-hmm. continue that work. Right, right. So you've been working with St. Andrew Parish now. Um, I guess for about eight years. Yes. So, did you start under Bill Fontenot when he was um, parish president? When did you begin? Uh, Bill was actually parish president prior to me getting there. We're not actually parish government. We obviously work very mm-hmm. closely with parish government, mm-hmm. but we're not, quote unquote, a part Tied. of parish government. Right. 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 Yeah. So, I think Bill may have been there 
if I had to guess, two, three years maybe mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I got there. So, it seems so. like that time things were really starting to focus, come into focus yeah. in St. Landry Parish. So yeah. if you want to talk about what led you to take in this position, your experience before that. Yeah. Um, you know, St. Landry Parish, I, I, <clears throat> there's a lot of people in this region that have direct ties back to St. Landry Parish. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I do presentations in the Lafayette area, I'll always ask the audience who has a direct tie back to St. Landry Parish, such as yourself. You, at one time you lived there. Lived you know, there 14 your, years. Your daughter went to school at, at Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would be amazed and almost all the time, 40% of the room has some kind of a direct tie back to St. Landry. They have uh, some of their family that works there. They send their children to school there. They're originally from there. They still have family living there. So mm-hmm. St. Landry Parish has really, really got a long, long, really deep history in Acadiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's uh, just a quick overview of St. Landry. It's about 940 square miles, one of the larger parishes yeah. within Louisiana. And it's also got 12 incorporated communities, which is the most in Louisiana. So cool. there's a lot to St. Landy Parish, but as an economic developer, one of the first things that I looked at when this position became available is how much opportunity St. Landy Parish had. Mm-hmm. If you look at St. Landy Parish on a map, it's actually divided, not not quite in quarters, but it's divided in force by four lane highways. You've got Highway 190 that starts at Crot Springs in St. Landry, mm-hmm. um, which has a port, uh, has a major uh, refinery that's a key employer in our parish over there, goes clear through Opelousas and ends in Eunice, uh, where we have an absolute gym in LSUE uh, right. in Eunice, uh, which yeah. is, with a dynamic new uh, chancellor that's doing wonderful things with that. And then we've got I-49 that comes up and uh, mm-hmm. connects us, obviously, into Lafayette Parish. But uh, <clears throat> the growth, and we'll talk some about the growth that's happening on there, uh, but that provides another just incredible resource and asset uh, that right. gives us that transportation corridor, uh, mm-hmm. which is something that we're really focusing on hard, uh, both in our parish in partnership with Lafayette Parish right. as well. So. Um, so we have two colleges. SLCC has multiple campuses mm-hmm. in Opelousas. LSUE divided four-lane highways that, that, cut, that cut us um, into force like that. They create such a strong base for economic development infrastructure resources. Uh, mm-hmm. So just I just really saw potential after potential after potential in St. Landy Parish. Uh, that he, and I still see that. Um, right. We, we're, we are making great progress, but we're really only just starting to scratch the surface on what the potential of the parish is, in my opinion. So you brought good experience with you from being at Louisiana Workforce Commission and then LED, the Louisiana Economic Development um, Department. You really had some boots on the ground experience yeah. you could bring yeah. to the table. Yeah, kind of an eclectic background of experience, mm-hmm. actually. I, one, uh, in a different lifetime, I used to run a large car dealership and... Um, have some experience in uh, property development, uh, both light commercial and residential as well. So all those uh, different backgrounds and experience, I think, have come into play to, in some way, shape, or form. Um, If I was to describe our job, uh, it's... (laughs) It can it can vary by day, but we're almost like puzzleers. Uh, we put pieces together to make things mm. work. Uh, so, so you have to have kind of an understanding of a lot yeah. of different views and angles, uh, uh, because it takes bringing a lot of people together to make things work, and you have to understand what's important to those people. So, I always find that interesting when somebody's had a position <clears throat> in sales, because mm-hmm. no matter what we do, Bill, it seems like you have to sell 
what you're doing, right? Sure. You've got sure. to sell the region that you're promoting, and sure. you have to sell the talent and the yeah. everything that's available in yeah. St. Landry Parish. But did that? That must have been tough working at a car dealership. That to me seems like a demanding job. Um, Just yeah. the hours, especially if you're the you're the person that everybody's looking at in the dealership. Absolutely, it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a labor of love. You either really like people and like the business, or you, know, you don't. You know, you mm-hmm. don't stay with it. So that's probably a similarity between uh, those businesses. Is the emphasis on people and the interaction with people, and that is sales. If you ask me what my job is really to help stimulate investment within St. Landy Parish, but also to attract investment from outside St. Landy Parish. So I guess you could categorize that as a sales Sales. rule. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So that's such a big parish. Do you focus mainly on, I guess you you have to focus on the whole parish, but is a large part of your focus on Opelousas, the, you know, I guess the largest city and it being Um, where it's located? well, it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I think that you would relate to this. If you ask somebody in another part of Acadiana, if you say St. Landy Parish, what's the first thing they say? Well, Opelousas. 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 And now I know they should be saying Zydeco yeah. also. Yeah. <laughs> Zydeco <laughs> yeah. capital. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that We've actually just been designated as the equine parish capital of Louisiana oh. in the legislature this, this year as well because of the huge equine impact that economic impact that uh-huh. is in St. Landry. So we really haven't started that promotion yet, but that's something right. that you'll see more of too. And I didn't even think about that, the yeah. racetrack. Yes. I mean, you got it from yeah. Lafayette yeah. Parish, yeah. you know, when yeah. laws yeah. changed. And beyond that, I mean, yeah. we talked a little about Sacred Heart, their equine influence, the Copper Crown equine facility, mm-hmm. and I could go on and on. The equine right. in St. Landry has just become massive. Actually, probably one of the three equine capitals in the in the entire United States, uh, behind Ocala, Florida, mm-hmm. and obviously in in Kentucky, in Lexington. So. I want to say this while Kelly, my daughter's in the room, Bill. Um, she knows the people behind the Copper Crown. You know, yeah. Edna Dean and Sonny Corley. Yeah. They're vets, yeah. but they're partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is such a beautiful yeah. facility. But yeah. uh, I don't even think about that. You're yeah. right. When yeah. I think St. Landry Parish, yeah. I don't know that I really know what to think. I yeah. guess I just think Opelousas. Yeah, you know? yeah. Even though it, I live there, we were out in the country. Sure, sure. There's so yeah, and that's that's with a lot of people. There's so much the to back it, roads. Right? You yeah. just don't really know what's going on. Sure, sure. Yeah. The equine goes clear back, not just with thoroughbred and quarter horse now, mm-hmm. but historically in the culture and the trail rights. Uh, that's yeah. been a massive thing in St. Landy Parish mm-hmm. in its history. So that's been around for a while, and mm-hmm. it's probably never got, been given. It's just right. And so that's something that we'll be looking at. Uh, providing more towards in the future is what that equine branding and um, how making people aware of how important mm-hmm. and how significant that is will be. In your role, do you work with your uh, tourism people? Is that I know I was looking at your bio and it looks like you kind of oversee four different groups. Is the tourism efforts, is that something that you guys take on to promote too or do you leave that to another Commission. No, we ha- we actually have multiple tourism entities uh, within St. Landy Parish, as we have multiple Chamber of Commerce partners. So mm-hmm. we have a parish-level tourism entity. Uh, we have one in Opelousas, and we also have one in Eunice. Chamber of Commerce, we have a parish-wide entity, and then we also have a small one in Arneville, and mm-hmm. then we have one in Eunice as well. So um, I guess kind of going back to your questions a little bit about the focus on Opelousas, and you mentioned the four different entities that we're associated with. Those entities have 46 individuals that sit on these four different boards. Um, so our role varies uh, with each one of these entities. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we're 
certainly uh, an important part of each one of these entities. But um, three of the four we've established since I've come to St. Landy Parish. Um, a good part of the focus, two of the four, is on opelousas. So mm -hmm. one of these entities is focused on the growth of the I-49 corridor throughout the four interchanges in Opelousas. Right. Uh, so a little bit north and a little bit south. Uh, mm -hmm. That group has been in place for about four or five years and is doing phenomenal things. Uh, is that the... Um... the Central St. Landry Economic Development. Okay. Okay. Uh, they... Uh, if you if you drive through the if you drive through Opelousas at night, uh, that was the first LED lit interchanges in the state. We paid for this. Uh, um, the we actually cut the grass and pick up the trash every other week. Where previously on, along I forty nine, it was done four times a year. Because that's all uh, that was covered, right? Yeah, By, yeah. yeah. Dollars, state dollars. Yeah, and which aren't there anymore. Right. Uh, so, so we've really taken the initiative, and to and to be honest with you, Jen, we it, we probably wouldn't have got to this point without some of who I consider mayors in this region have that have been very impactful. Mm -hmm. We brought them in and said, "What had worked for your community?" So, Purvis Morrison and Scott, yeah. Glenn Brasso and Karen Crow, Charlie Lamane uh, and Broussard and talked about what creating dedicated money in economic development districts to reinvest in infrastructure mm -hmm. to stimulate, improve the quality of the area. Um, overall, just the benefit of that. So <clears throat> I think you you can see the evidence of the success of these things, not just in what we've done, although ours are very unique. Uh, they're, they're city council's managers. Mm -hmm. um, we actually have these boards that have been very thoughtfully put together that are dedicated and focused on that. City councils have a lot on their plate. Uh, right. So we tried to take some of, some of that off their plate and actually hone in their focus on a specific geography, uh, mm -hmm. which so far has proven very, very, very successful. Right. I think I sent you a picture of a groundbreaking we had a few weeks ago. We're building it. We're actually building with one of these a new wastewater treatment facility uh, okay. that's going to service the growth to South Opelousas. Right. But the downtown Opelousas has a very similar board that's set up in a similar capacity that's focused on a north-south, east-west mm -hmm. gateway concept that looks like a cross in Opelousas, uh, improving the access into Opelousas through those major corridors. With right. That. So that's been in place now for three or four years as, as well. And that's it, been in the news, too. I've been reading about that. You know, yeah. I used to do, um, I'm an attorney, and I'd go to uh -huh. Opelousas quite a bit to do title work. And I just used to love the Palace Cafe, and there yeah. was shopping. And I know that things had declined for a while, but yeah. there's a real concerted effort yes, to yeah. revitalize that, yeah, that you know. area by the courthouse. Yeah, I... Uh, Downtown Opelousas as a whole, I feel pretty comfortable in telling you this. I've seen since I some of the regression and some of the challenges with it, but I don't think it's in. I don't think it's going backwards anymore. Good. I think it's we're, Marching we're forward. Yeah, we're definitely on. Uh, is it going to happen overnight? No, yeah. it's not going to happen overnight. But I, I definitely think that you can look at and you will continue to see a progression in downtown Opelousas. Mm -hmm. And if you think about the history of it, and if, if you look at a, geo a map, look at the massive geography that surrounds. If you go you know, to the west, to the north, and all the way to the east, it's just it's not just St. Landry. It's Evangeline. It's Avoyles. It's, uh, you know, um, even into... Uh, across the Atchafalaya River. Opelousas used to be a mecca of commerce at one point in time because of its geography location mm -hmm. and accessibility by those highways. So uh, 
can we get that back? It's it's a different space than it was before, but absolutely, I think uh, Gobblelusis is going to be right. uh, something special that everybody there that so proud of uh, mm -hmm. wants to see it be. Yeah, so. Well, I I want to talk about other things, but while we're on Opelousas, and I mentioned Zydeco, I was looking on the websites. There's so many great websites mm -hmm. promoting what St. Leonard Parish has, but I see that there was a um, there's a Zydeco. Music festival coming up in September. There is that is. a big? Is that going to be virtual or is that going to be? <clears throat> do y'all know yet? Well, I should know the answer to this question because the director of that is the chairman of the Alpha Downtown Development Board. So uh -huh. we talk often. <clears throat> Her name's Lena Charles, and she's just a wonderful lady. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't. It looked know like the online they were still saying virtual, but yeah. you know, you never know. I, I thought they were talking about some kind of a hybrid between the be two, great. but I don't know how that would work. Yeah. yeah so, but it works. Uh, you yeah. know, here yeah. in Lafayette. So yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was fun. I yeah. mean, are you? Yeah. I, I don't really know much about Zydeco music. I'm yeah. giving away my ignorance, but yeah. it's fun yeah. to be a part of that. And yeah, yeah. Any kind of festival that's going to bring in people. Hopefully, yeah. it'll be a hybrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, the culture component of it is just—it's amazing in mm -hmm. St. Landy Parish. Uh, it's different in different parts of the parish. The parish is so big. Uh, but the things culturally that are happening in Arneville, for example, uh, with the St. Luke Hospital and the mm -hmm. French immersion story that's uh, just growing right underneath us right now in right. Arneville is just amazing. We have, actually have a French immersion charter school that's opening this fall in Sunset. Uh, um, I read about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just that whole Highway 93 corridor that goes mm -hmm. from Arneville, Grand Coteau, Sunset, Kankton, and really goes around Cecilia and, and all the way down to Henderson and clear over to Scott. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, just really a beautiful highway that's, that's going to be a significant residential growth piece over the next three to five years. We're seeing that right now, um, right. that residential growth. People, just a cool place to be. Uh, I haven't been shopping. I, I think COVID is, uh, I've lost about 18 months or so mm -hmm. just of exploring but I used to love to go into Sunset Yeah, and there were so many little shops like antique shops and mm -hmm. artists would be there and yeah. I'm hoping that that's yes. been sustained I just yes. I really haven't been yes. I'm giving yeah. away one yeah, well, COVID-infected everybody's <laughs> shopping yeah. habits. Yes, but it is. I uh, love shopping there, and, though. And it's, uh, that's, uh, that's only going to continue over time. These communities, I think one of the biggest challenges that we have is helping some of these community leaders look at managing this mm -hmm. growth uh, with uh, infrastructure and, other, and planning and other resources. Sunset's actually doing a really nice job with that right now. I'm mm -hmm. um, trying to get Grand Coteau into that space. Uh, we actually have an economic development district there as well. So we're looking at uh, different types of lighting, beautification, just enhancement improvements. It'll sidewalks. Yeah, yeah, make it more inviting for people to get off the interstate and mm -hmm. really get out, enjoy the the shops and the cultural economy there more. Uh, so for the district your, districts, you're talking about they're collecting an extra. Cent, uh, sales yeah, in Opelousas, they collect an extra cent, but not on all the businesses, on, an, on select businesses. For example, the downtown, there's hundreds of businesses that are, fall in there, but they only, collect the, they only collect that on five existing businesses right now. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, six mm -hmm. <clears throat> that exist in there. So it's a very limited impact to the businesses with that, but the money that's monies that are being generated and this is just the start to provide substantial resources to reinvest in mm -hmm. the community they're going to be transformational that transformation is already starting but they're really going to be transformational right. so, uh, well, uh, Bill I'd like to um, I, I want to I've got other questions about the I-49 yeah. 
corridor and, and the residential options and all, but I wanted to pause before we move forward and look back at an interview we conducted with Greg Gautreaux, mm-hmm. as, sure. as you know, CEO of LIDA, the mm-hmm. Lafayette Economic Development Authority, because there's a lot of similarities in the work that you guys do. And sure. You can catch his interview along with many others at discoverlafayette.net. Let's take a listen. Basically, our mission and our goal is to keep existing companies, to help them to grow, to hire our people, and to attract companies from other places, usually expansions, Mm -hmm. to help get jobs for our people. Uh, That, in essence, in a nutshell, is it. But there are so many things that go into it. And that is, for instance, the, one of the first things when Lita was created that was done was a, a business park was built. That's South Park. And it was to make sure that when you're in a competitive situation, you had land available to compete with other areas of the country to bring in a big prospect or a big expansion. Okay. That, That's that was the well. first one? The one South, of- park. South park was the first one. Oh, okay. On that corridor where the oil and gas and yeah. Yeah. Wow. And we had four, but it was, it's diverse. There's only a couple of oil and gas companies in there. It's a very diverse park. And people don't realize that that was the goal starting in the seventies when they brought in uh, my, our predecessors brought in a cardboard plant, you know, and international paper. They made corrugated boxes. Mm-hmm. And it's still there under a different name operating since then. Mm-hmm. And it was done specifically to diversify the economy. And I think that our, in many cases, we talk about Lafayette's fathers, so to speak, and mothers, the people that started the community. They really were far thinking. I mean, if you look at all the historical things that this, this community did, it's amazing. Welcome back to Discover Lafayette. We're here with Bill Rodier, Executive Director and CEO of St. Landry Economic Development Group. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, Bill, is the incredible explosion of opportunity along uh, I-49. Sure. And I'm trying to look at my notes. Is it the Midway? I'm trying to think what you guys call it. Midway Corridor. Midway Corridor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just in the past 10 years, it seems like things have changed drastically yes, you know yes. i worked with upper lafayette economic development and uh-huh. all the things we had hoped to see are really coming true you know yeah. especially in karen crow on that corridor things mm-hmm. are booming we've got amazon coming in there's distribution centers yeah. and all of this ties in to saint landry parish because yeah. so many people live and work as you yeah. were saying there's right. such a you know symbiotic tie between our two parishes right. what is the latest on that and what what is the work intended to do uh, to help plan that corridor. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so a lot to lot to talk about in that space, Jan, but I'll try to you know, just kind of hit the high points with it. You know, Amazon is uh, clearly uh, a massive win uh, for the region, uh, you know, that's, as you mentioned, is a complement to the, a lot of the other industries that are directly there, Old Dominion, Southeastern, FedEx, right. and you could kind of just keep going down the list. People sometimes forget that we have an 1,100-employee Walmart distribution center that sits on that corridor as well uh, that uh, pays really good wages. Uh, That's one of the key areas employers. 
Um, you know, when you look at, and we talked about initially, is that one of the big things that economic developers have in their, I guess, their toolkit or in their planning agenda is infrastructure resources. We don't have infrastructure resources along I-10 in Acadiana like we have along I-49. By those resources, I mean frontage roads. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that you could ask leaders in, you know, St. Martin, even Lafayette, Acadia, and other parishes what they would like to have along. I they would love to have those frontage oh, roads. Yeah. Um, we don't have frontage roads along all of I-49, but we have it through a significant part, coming all the way through Opelousas, mm -hmm. starting at I-10. Um, in my view, from what I've seen in other areas, especially in some case, I, I would say this could be in both. We haven't probably effectively used those frontage roads as, as well as we could have. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they're they're really made the the interstate corridor and those frontage roads are made to generate industry, um, activity, yep. commerce that'll help put a tax structure. Um, my friend Purvis Morris used to say in Scott, "That's my money. My my frontage yeah. roads are my money. Don't mess with my money." And, and his can, predecessor pushed yeah. those through Hazel yeah. Myers. I know yeah. Purvis picked up and yeah. Yeah. and they ran with it, getting yeah. uh, hotels in. And, yeah, and so commerce. so that is true. The uh, yeah. you, if you look at frontage roads, they really are money. Mm -hmm. uh, so if we look at that corridor, and most people can't tell you when they cross from Lafayette to, um, you might be able to because you used to live there for mm -hmm. a long time, but they can't tell you where that's, the sign is on the bayou from one parish to the other on I-49, mainly because they don't care. They've yeah. got to go to work. They take their kids to school. They're doing mm -hmm. you know, the entertainment, shopping, whatever that looks like. So it's clearly a commerce corridor that has huge, it's, it's paid big dividends, but I think it can pay bigger dividends. So. We're looking at the future of that corridor from its interchange at uh, I-10 I and I-49 and then going up through exit 21 in Lebeau uh, okay. in St. Landy Parish. And what its future can and should be. Uh, what are the resources, the assets that it has on it? Uh, looking at things such as highest and best use of property, deficiencies that can be improved mm -hmm. potentially with the interchanges on it. Um, at some point in time, uh, probably going to a marketing campaign. So it's recognized geography, the I-49 Midway Corridor. And Midway Corridor actually pertains midway between Shreveport and New Orleans. That's, I see. That's where that came. So we're actually uh, the, working with the Acadiana Planning Commission is uh, really our planning mm -hmm. entity with this right now. Uh, we just, yesterday, I guess, or the day before, signed a contract to move into the phase two of that project. And really what we've been working on so far, we brought Karen Krill pretty heavily into the folds, so there's a continuity there. But St. Landry, from its planning and land use and some of the other, was behind uh, what some of the areas were. So we're in the process now of we'll be modeling uh, Karen Krill's performance land use oh. overlay uh, to go in there. So we ultimately what we want this to be is a consistency um, mm -hmm. to develop it um, to the best we can to maximize the resources on it, mm -hmm. but something that's people are really happy about, you know, that's a consistency and, you know, we don't have, hopefully, eyesores and other things along that corridor that just mm -hmm. shouldn't be on that corridor if we do it right over time. So it's a huge, huge potential with that. Uh, and it's going to take time and it, it, it's growing. It's not, not like the growth is waiting for us to finish with this. It's right. that growth is in process and looking at target industry um, recruitment, like you talked about with uh, warehousing distribution and transportation. Mm -hmm. That's clearly something that has found that corridor to be inviting, I guess right. you'd say. Well, it's so convenient. Yeah. It's yeah. just sad. Yeah. It's so close to that so, interchange with I-10, yeah. I-49, and then other 
highways. If yeah. there's a problem, you've got that easy route down yeah. 190. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we actually, speaking of that, we had uh, some consultants that we were economic developers in this area. We were talking with just two days ago about that, you know, the potential and how do we look at that and you know, mm-hmm. what types of opportunities are, are available. Um, so... You know, that, that those corridors really help us kind of bridge gaps between governmental entities. In in this, if you include all the governmental entities in that corridor, I think there's eight different jurisdictions that, uh, yeah. that are within that corridor. So yeah. how do we get a consistency with these eight jurisdictions? Uh, we can work together and not fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So did the uh, Walmart Distribution Center, did that create havoc with traffic or is that I know people are concerned about Amazon but I I really haven't seen what the Walmart distribution center impact. Yeah, it's, it's probably a little bit different Jan the, yeah. uh, the Walmart distribution center um, sits at with the exit we call Nuba which is 167 mm-hmm. um, so it's it's more isolated uh, they're not near the general day-to-day traffic volume that will be over there mm-hmm. um, I know that uh, you know in order to get a project like that in you know, there's DOT has pretty strict standards on, you know, what's allowable and what types of improvements need to be made in order to accommodate the traffic. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know the answer as to how that fits in. I guess time will tell. Yeah, Amazon just seems like it's going to be um, that's yeah. going to be well, blowing and going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and and truly, one of the things that we look at with these interchanges up there is. Uh, when I-49 was constructed, they didn't make these interchanges like they're making mm-hmm. interstates and interchanges in Texas now with flyover ramps. And these were made as more rural type of right. interchanges. So looking at those types of improvements to be able to accommodate that growth with those, I mean, something people take for granted, but it's real, especially oh, yeah. if you're stuck in traffic on there because it just, we've, we've outgrown the, the mm-hmm. capacity with it. So right. that's something that we're looking at as well is working with DOT and those planning efforts. And ultimately, as you're, you're aware, um, when big projects and improvements, working with our legislators and stuff to target, you know, mm-hmm. adequately, uh, you know, we have a big resource in our DOT secretary, I would say. Uh, Sean Wilson, yeah, yeah being, local resident. Yeah, yeah, being here now. He's, uh, uh-huh. yeah, he and I, I have to say, uh, Senator Boudreaux, Representative I was about to bring Miller, up Gerald Boudreaux. Yeah, I'd see him yeah. in all your pictures, and yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's uh, very responsive yes, to his constituents. Yes, huh? uh, uh, Representative uh, Dustin Miller up there has been, uh-huh. we've, We've got some really, really good pieces in place right now um, that are just, I think we're seeing the results of those partnerships and the, the progress right. that's coming from that. So it kind of all works together. It's a synergy. Yeah. Uh, everything everything right. ties together. Where are the um, growth spots for residential, you know, like new subdivisions or additional dwellings? Where, where are people looking? Yeah, um, well, there's a as you probably know, there's a there's a significant shortage in just about every part of Acadiana right now. Um, even surprisingly, with the cost of building amazing? materials and even availability of labor in some cases. Yeah. Um, in Saint Landry, I think the principle is we talked about this a little bit earlier. The Highway 93 corridor, um, mm-hmm. um, starting in or Saint Martin, coming through Arnaville and Saint Landry. Sunset, Grand Coteau, Kankton, um, mm-hmm. and then going clear back around to Scott. That's that's an area that we've seen. The biggest subdivision St. Landry has is in construction right now called Sunset Terrace, which is just a little bit west of Sunset. Um, and I'm not sure about this, but I think that they've closed on some additional properties that might may go might have capacity to go up over 400 homes. What um, range? You know the range of uh, prices. Um, in there, I think you're probably looking at homes in two yeah. two and a quarter. People uh, can get financing. You know, potentially 
250, but uh-huh. uh, you know, 200 ish in, in into the low 200s, I think. Right. Uh, we have some others uh, that are being um, in South Opelousas, similar, uh, mm-hmm. that actually just uh, 215 or so units that they just went into That's a lot of con- contract with this yeah. this last week. Uh-huh. I have another area in Grand Coteau that they're looking at, a uh, very large area, 180 acres. Uh, in Grand Coteau? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. By the school? Uh, yeah, you know? it's actually half in Sunset and half in Grand Coteau. Okay. Uh, um, so, so, so no, convenient. no, the other side of 93, yeah, uh, on I gotcha. south, south of that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I would say that area, and there's a lot of building that's going on, not these major subdivisions that, you know, people are buying property, uh, you know, an acre, two, three, five acres uh-huh. and building on it like that. There's, yeah. there's a lot of that construction going on as well. But um, this interest by uh, major developers and builders is something that we haven't seen since I've been there. People Probably. can't get homes. Yeah. There's not enough. And yeah. I don't even know. It, it's unbelievable. Yeah. With this explosion yeah. of home buying has yeah. been. I yeah. thought it would calm down by now, but yeah. it seems I, like it's insatiable. Right. And well, those I mean, are easier easier to get into at that well, price point. Yeah, that's right. You know, well, now you're family. back to the I-49 corridor and accessibility and the connectivity with Lafayette mm-hmm. Parish. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and making sure we do that. And we. this is another thing that we need to be mindful of with the I-49. Let's not wait to talk about additional lane expansion on there until you just absolutely can't move. Um, right. So that's Are you a proponent of um, getting I-49, you know, going through Lafayette? Have you been a proponent of finishing that? Is that uh, a bad question? Um, look, I, I, again, as economic developers, um, getting more accessibility and transportation is, is a huge piece mm-hmm. of what we do. I've heard people argue to both sides of I, that. Of course. Right? Um, that oh, why didn't we go around Lafayette and build capacity in the region? And then, you know, people that are just really big and focused on where that is now. I guess my big thing is, and my, my hope is, is that it's done correctly for the future growth. That's the core of Lafayette. So right. downtown Lafayette is a massive asset for our region. There's neighborhoods over there that have so much potential that mm-hmm. been, and I just really, I, I, that would be my biggest thing is, if the South project does go, um, that it's done in a manner that would be you know, that we can all look back on it. If if you and I are even alive to I see know. it, uh, that, you know it's been going can, on for decades. Though. That that people can look back on it and say, "Man, I'm really proud of this. This really mm-hmm. turned out nice." That, yeah. that that would be what my hope. Would Just be. as a side yeah. note, I don't know if you knew Carl Bauer. He used to be a senator, and he was from the Franklin area, but mm-hmm. lived here, and just a wonderful guy. So maybe ten or ten years ago or so, the mm-hmm. governor put me on. You know, one of the the latest task forces to study that it was under Jindal's administration, and Carl gave me all of his papers, and he said, "I hope that you see this happen in your lifetime," because yeah. he had started working on it in the '60s. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it was yeah. just um, it's moved a little bit. But right. Well, they've also gotten you're probably aware. Um, it's still on the it's still on the radar. It's an expressway connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes from the Highway 182 interchange on I-49, and yeah. that would actually come and... And that would connect. help a lot. Yes, that would help would. the traffic you're talking about for yeah. people that commute into yeah. Lafayette. Yeah. If all these homes are going up, Bill, that's a lot of extra traffic. Yeah, yeah it is. You yeah. know, yes. carting kids, going yeah. to work. Yes, just, uh, yes it is. Uh, yeah. Yes, it is. So that's just something, um, that's just a product of growth, uh, mm-hmm. is, is forward thinking and... You know, Allie, building those partnerships to do that, uh, getting you know the assistance of our letters, legislators and other state entities to do that. That's mm-hmm. just something that you have to deal with as right. part of the growth. Yeah. I'd like to ask you about some of the cultural districts. We were talking about Arnoville and mm-hmm. 
Eunice and Grand Coteau and I see there's also one in Opelousas, Sunset in Washington. And Washington is another great spot. Yes, To absolutely. go shopping and all the yes, antique absolutely. mall and all, all that they have there. But there's a lot of culture in St. Landry Parish. Mm-hmm. And these, the districts, are, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I know you probably want to put in a plug for that. Mm-hmm. What's there for yeah. people? Why would we drive? Yeah. You know, on a Saturday, why should I get in my car and drive yeah. to yeah. St. Landry Parish? Uh, I, you know, I... I do a lot of mentoring uh, with the 705, uh, we, and just uh, I, I'm, I, I think our capacity, our responsibility as leaders is to build capacity uh, with people, and you know, um, so I, I do that in St. Landry, I do that in Lafayette, and I often talk with some of the young leaders that are coming up through the 705 about that. Uh, you'd be surprised how many of them are just so unaware of the. They just don't get out. They, they don't of see it. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. don't see it. Uh, you know, I think you've got a really good director of the ACA here who's really focused mm-hmm. on, you know, pushing out culture, kind of connectivity and culture across the region uh, right now. But I, I would just say, if you're, well, let me back up. I was, as an outsider looking in, because I am an outsider. I've been here for a while. I've been in my job for eight years. Been in the state for twelve or fifteen years. Um, this area is so proud and the culture is so unique here. So, but sometimes when you live in an area, you tend to take it for granted mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I lived in Pensacola. Oh, so many nice. people took the beach for granted. I isn't didn't. That, isn't that I amazing? Didn't. <laughs> I know. But, uh, and I think you, you kind of get, you know, you, you know what it is, but, you know, there's really, really cool stuff. I mean, if you get out to, you know, take a drive to Nunu, take a drive, to go to Little Big Cup in uh, in Arnaville. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. I've really? been to Nunu's. Yeah. Oh Lord, yeah, yeah. See, I've the, heard it's the best. Yeah, yeah, it but is. But that's a nice Saturday yeah. or Sunday drive. Sure. You know. Um, so go up and look at the shops in uh, in Sunset in um, the char grilled oysters at Cafe Josephine in, uh, mm-hmm. in Sunset, uh, and just you could go on and on with each community that exists within there, the food, the culture, the music, uh, the mm-hmm. shopping, every. Every single one of these little communities has its own niche. Uh, Steamboat Warehouse in, in Washington is a wonderful place mm-hmm. that's just um, back built in the late 1800s. That uh, yeah. has great food, but Beautiful. you can also do the shopping and just see some really unique cultural things that exist mm-hmm. there. So it's just really, if, if, if you're serious about wanting to kind of absorb the culture, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you right. reach out to these communities? And like you said, spend a Saturday and just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pick one. Uh, you know, right. Just kind of pick one or pick I just, two. Pick I two. guess because I lived there. You know, we lived outside of Grand Coteau and Sunset and Hidden mm-hmm. Hills. And there was just nothing better than going into Grand Coteau yeah. at that time. Yeah. We'd bring the girls to school, but then there was just great food and shopping. And, yeah. you know, things have evolved. Yeah. But I guess because I lived in that area, I knew. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you're right. I just, yeah. I don't know that a lot of people think, let's have a day trip yeah. and let's go make a day of it and have yeah. a good good meal and, yeah. and see some different things, see local yeah. artists work sure. and antiques and yeah. all. Yeah, and I think really, if you look, we talked about tourism entities. Um, Herman Fusilier runs mm-hmm. the uh, St. Landy Parish uh, tourism entity, and I think they do a nice job mm-hmm. on both social media and on web. If you really want to find things to do, they do a nice job of representing that. So you've got a good information source if you want to plan a day or if you want to yeah. plan a weekend. He's they great. provide yeah, they provide a pretty nice mm-hmm. uh, platform to do yeah. that with that planning. Yeah. Was there something that you wanted to bring up that? I didn't ask you about about economic development. Was there anything that you had on the tip of your tongue? Um, 
You know, Dan, I, I guess my thought, and I would be kind of surprised if my friend Greg didn't elaborate on this too. We're puzzle ears. We put pieces together, but um, what we do doesn't happen without collective efforts of a lot of people, a lot of people that care. Uh, we have 46 people that exist on these four different boards that we have. Uh, it all matters to them. Mm -hmm. you know, and they all provide value in some of their own ways. Uh, the government officials in these different communities that represent that and do the jobs that they do for very, very little pay, in some cases almost none, um, just wanting to make a difference for their communities and stepping up and do, you know, make, mm -hmm. making a difference. And, you know, parish council members, the parish president and his staff, and um, just everybody has to come together to really seriously make transformational progress. So if I were to kind of broadly characterize, and I hope that we'll continue, I'm pretty sure you're going to continue to hear about a lot of really cool stuff happening in St. Landy Parish, but I don't want anybody to believe I've got a great staff. Uh, we're going to continue to grow that staff, but that's, I'm a part of that, I, but I'm just a part of that. It's, uh, mm -hmm. um, we're puzzleers that put people to get, put the pieces together, but we're also the people that bring people together. And without people coming together that really care, it's really difficult to make progress like that. And St. Landry is so unique, in my, in my opinion, with that, because the it's it's just so deep seated with the people of St. Landry, the pride and uh, mm -hmm. uh, to do that, and it's uh, I guess we're still kind of small enough to where it's a you know with their population ninety thousand or less yeah. uh, um, that you know everybody kind of knows of or they know you know and it's just mm -hmm. it it, that is it, it, feel, it feels like a really big community. That's what I I'm guess. thinking. Yeah. It's a, it's a large parish, but not. Not yeah. that much population, yeah. so it does still have that small town. Yeah, kind of a little bit. Feel. So a little bit. So it's unique. Yeah. It's unique in that way. So mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing that I would say is that you know if people want to know what makes successful economic development. Yeah, it's it's you you got to have good quality leadership for sure, uh, but you also have to bring in good quality leadership from caring people to really make a difference. And, and the public. You yes, know, was, absolutely. Before we started taping, I was commenting on how. Um, I'm not sure if Bill Fontenot did it, but the past parish president that's a mutual friend of ours, when we lived out in the country in Hidden Hills, the roads were so bad. I mean, the I think the sales tax maybe was five point something percent. So there was not enough money to maintain the roads. And they were those old cattle trails. Yes. Well, you know, within the past 10 years, that's all different. The people voted to support and and pay for uh, massive, did you say 400 miles of... Uh, I think, don't yeah. quote me on this, I think that they're approaching uh, that the overlay. number uh, the, on roads that they've overlaid, yeah. parish a, roads that they've overlaid. A lot of them were gravel. Yeah. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. You have a yeah. bad rain and you get stuck. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's different now, and that yeah. is a driver for economic activity. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you complement that again. We go back to our legislative delegation, uh, Sean Wilson and DOTD, 190 uh, between Port Berry's in the process of getting overlaid right now. Um, Highway 182 is going to have overlay oh. with it and all it's so we so Didn't not just our parish roads but our state roads state as roads. well. Uh, yeah. That we're you know with these types of collective Vine Street and Opelousas, mm -hmm. we finally got eight million or so in funding uh, wow. for utility relocation. So Vine Street 
Um, we've never been able to get to this point before on that. So, I mean, just all over. I mean, we could sit and talk all day long about the positive things that are happening. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of what people hear aren't those positive things. But um, a lot of the right people, the right place, and the right time is coming together mm -hmm. in St. Landy Parish right now. And it's going to be exciting. I think the next yeah. two, three, and five years are going to be really exciting. And maybe with all the new homes being built, you know, there'll be a renewed push I know education is always an issue in all of our parishes. Yes, yes. We, we all struggle. Yes, yeah, you know, with you, that. you and I both know that we share the passion for that. Yeah, uh, yeah for our education. For our youngest. Yes, yeah. yes. If we if we can do a lot of things right um, in economic development, bringing business in, improving the area. But if the children get left behind in education, are we really doing what we needed to do as leaders? No. And my yes, I, that my. that would be that would be my statement as well. Right. So. Uh, well, I want to thank you, and, and as we wrap up, I wanted to get in a little personal um, bit about you. We're, we're, again, taping on a Saturday. You're leaving on a trip across the country. You're going to um, see your dad, right, in Montana. Right. You want to talk about that real quick? Yeah. Well, it's a so, side show going on yeah, here. Yeah, so I fly, I fly to Montana tomorrow, um, spend a couple days with family there, and then uh, jump on a motorcycle. And <laughs> my path yet to be determined is... <laughs> 2,000 miles ish is Ooh, uh, that makes is, me tired thinking about is, it. Is headed this direction. So my goal is to to make that uh, in is five. Is it 2,000 miles? Yeah, just depending on the route. I think. Oh, I, Bill. I, yeah. We just rode. Kelly and I drove out west. My husband flew, but we had uh, more time, and we uh, I put 3,200 miles on my car. Uh, <laughs> thinking about being on a motorcycle, yeah. 2,000 miles. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Well, I think it's a lot you, of bugs. I think <laughs> you see in my in my bio that I'm an Ironman triathlete too. I know. So, I wanted to bring uh, that up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you're so, probably fit where yeah, you can yeah. ride that motorcycle across yeah. the country. Well, and, and I think, uh, I, like in Ironman, I think uh, a large percentage of it is mental. Uh, you that. think so? Yes. Yes. And I, you wear your helmet, so oh, you're absolutely. safer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Abs absolutely. Yeah. And that was the other thing I wanted to bring up, too, your, your focus on fitness. Um, in 2018, you were honored by Ironman for reaching their exclusive all-world athlete category. You're a master, master, excuse me, scuba diver trainer, and uh, you compete regularly in long distance triathlon events. So you've—that's yeah. a lot of work with yeah. your day job, huh? Yeah, it is. I, I think life's an adventure. Why not live it? Yeah. That's that's just the way I like to live life with a passion is an adventure. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, I want to thank you for your support of what I'm doing. Thank yes, you for taking time. Yes, I'm, Flattered to be here. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah, thank and you I've wanted to introduce people to you so they really could reconsider, you know, the ties that we have with our surrounding parishes. Yes, yes. Because to outside people, they like you said, they don't see that parish line. Mm -hmm. When you leave St. Martin Parish, or yeah, when yeah. you leave Lafayette and go into St. Landry, yes. nobody yes. is really looking at that. Yes, and, and, and truthfully, at the end of the day. A big win for one of our parishes is a big win for all of our parishes because it's all connected. Mm -hmm. None of us can take care of every need of every person um, that we have with that. So right. being that complement and working together, not in just St. Landy Parish, but as a region, uh, Lafayette and the other parishes to collectively you know, look at us as a whole and how do we improve the whole. That's a, that's a big piece for, a for the future of Acadiana. Right. 
Well, for people that want more information, I hope I have your website right. Opportunity Opportunitystlandry.com. Yes. Opportunitystlandry.com. Yes. And in that site, there are links to other things such as cultural events, and there's a yeah. lot, there's a plethora yeah. of information. So yes. people can find out more about you and your staff and the work that you do. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm busy, but very accessible. So if someone has got specific questions, um, I'm happy to sit down and talk about in, in detail some of the things up there. It's all about people and it's all about relationships. Right. So I'm happy to sit down and have conversations with whomever would like to do that. Well, Bill Rodier, thank you yeah. for making yourself available and for sharing your message. As we wind down, I'd like to thank our listeners for being so loyal to Discover Lafayette and, of course, our sponsors. First, Iberia Bank, now a part of First Horizon, Oshner Lafayette General, and of course, Raider and Jason Sikora, who mixes our tapes and make it, makes it sound so professional. Thank you all. On behalf of Discover Lafayette, this is Jan Swift.